One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, everyone. Welcome along. Monday night, 8pm, the Monday, the Monday night, the online darts live lounge returns. We're not going to lie. We are a little bit tired. We're a little bit bruised. We're bad, but we're here. It's been a long weekend, boys. Pro Tour today as well. How are we all? Not good. Get me out of it. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I was tucked up in bed nice and early last night. I don't know what the problem is. Vince. Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, look, it's been, it's, it, it, it's all been good. Seniors was good. Uh, Pro Tour action returns. Never a dull moment in darts at all. Uh, I saw great sides of Mark Webster at the weekend and the adulation and ranting in the press room. The, the sofa almost went everywhere. It was great. It's all right. You could have been the only one of 40 to celebrate the goal in the pub only for it to be disallowed. All right, Lee. Oh, sorry. Was you talking? <laughs> <laughs> dark um, show, gents. Remember, it's a dark show. Oh, we're a dark show tonight, are we, Boise? warned you earlier. That's exactly what he'd say. <laughs> However, what I will say though, someone predicted the winner today, and Mr. Bars slapped me right off when I put my prediction in. Did you go Luke as well? Yes. Oh, you fucker, so did I. <laughs> no, that never happened. We've never both had the same prediction in me, right? I genuinely didn't see your prediction when I joined. He's like, oh, you might as well have a pick then of you going forward from here. And I went, oh, I fancy a bit of Luke today. Oh, no. Um, Mr. Bars soon pulled me out and said that. Uh, Andy Bolton and beat Lothar Humphries to solve Lothar in round one. <laughs> um, but let's let's go into the chat room. Tommy is in. How are we doing? Declan, all good. Uh, H, uh, JV, Jake is in. How are you doing? Love the darts. Back with us. Paul is in. Long time no see. Carl, how are we doing? ABM Florin Naz is in. Devo um, says Luke is my favourite. Nice. Uh, Matt, how are we doing? James. Um, Boys are still sulking. <laughs> um, oh, I'm still not speaking to you. 
We'll, we'll, we'll talk about um, Jeff Smith, no doubt, shortly. I'm just shrinking one of the video files from the weekend as well so we can play a bit of a clip. Shall we start with the seniors, boys, as it's fresh in everyone's minds and memories? Why yeah. not? Um, so, first of all, the World Seniors TV darts has finished for 2023, and it has been some year for the soldier. Leonard Gates, three on the spin, holds three of the four titles and is very much the man to beat right now, Jets. He's just been too good. The fact of the matter is he's just been way too good. He's won 14 out of 15 games on TV this year in the seniors. He's won 26 out of 29 matches overall. He's just been unbelievably consistent. And that's what you get when you're playing week in, week out, all over the place. Yeah, look, he didn't look in any real danger. Even the game against Cameron, you just felt that he would be the one to make the move. That Cameron didn't really threaten the gates throw as much, but Leonard was always peppering him there and abouts. And David Cameron took out a couple of big shots. I remember there was a 76 when Gates was poised on his throw and things like that. He always looked likely. Yeah, we, we talked about it a lot with the likes of Price and MVG in the PDC. Debt on early or you just don't debt on. And it seems like the one performance that Leonard Gates didn't perform was the first round and the opportunity was for Tolling to debt him. But after that, I'm with you, the, the Tamron Dane was close and then down into the evening, some of the store lines look closer than actually his performances were quite dominant then throughout. Um, but it was dead him early or don't dead him at all. Um, but as a whole, the tournament itself, first time at the Barbican, thoughts on the venue? Well, it worked. Not quite the usual that we're used to in terms of what we do because... We absolutely love a press room that's actually in the venue. <laughs> We've had that two of the last three. Yeah. We can physically see the stage. It's been quite a nice experience. The tavern is just something else where you just sat up there on the, on the sidelines. Um, but yeah, look, in terms of what you need for the public, the layout, there's plenty of access in there. The bar wasn't too busy, I don't think, at times. It, it worked. Yeah, oh, completely. I thought it, thought it was good. Um, yeah, right. nice city as well. Yeah, I, don't know, I saw the hotel and the venue <laughs> and the co op next door. <laughs> yeah, the, the co op next door, next door, that I wrote profit from everyone who was working at uh, yeah. Barbican this weekend. But yeah, well, I'm in agreement with both of you. I think it worked very well. A lot of positives from the weekend, from the seniors as a whole, and ideal way to sort of wrap up the TV. Tournaments for the seniors, I think. We've a very good tournament. I thought the Saturday, the, the crowd were very, very good. Our standard Sunday does always drop a little bit, but um, I thought it was a very, very good venue and one I would hopefully like to see the seniors back at in the future. Yeah, look, uh, another one we should talk about, Neil Duff, getting to, to the semi-final and maybe just run out of a little bit of steam, but he played some fabulous stuff. I feel like that's the, that's the most comfortable we've seen him in a seniors event so far. Don't get me wrong, he's been up against it, and it, this wasn't really any different. Fair, he's had some stinkers of draws, some incredibly tough draws in his in his appearances so far. Um, to get through Thornton, Howson, and then Forter, McEwen the way he did, 
which was a, a WF World Championship rematch, wasn't it, as well? Um, yeah, like, he's just not had it easy at any point. You look at the draw and sometimes there are little sections you think, stick him in that one and he might find himself that little bit deeper. But I thought he acquitted himself really well. He comes in with an awful lot of pressure on himself, I think, every time he plays one of these events because he's got that reigning world champion title over his head. But there are still plenty out there that not question the legitimacy of it, but will question about him being referred to as a world champion. You're one of them, Philip. <laughs> we, um, we had some good back on him at the weekend. You did. I'm going to kill him. I don't, I don't what you're saying on that. There is the pressure there, but just his interview alone after his first match, he adds to that. The confidence, the um, speaking to Richie after that, Richie was like, I nearly beat him and I didn't bring my A-plus down that I was told I had to bring. So, yes, obviously the players are listening. We know the players listen to each other's interviews. But Neil was very, very brash, let's say the word. As it is, and no different to where he normally is. But that pressure, he froze on it, but he knotted up a level or two himself. Um, but I think generally that, that day in that quarterfinal um, was one of the the standout dames of the weekends. Obviously, there was record-breaking numbers in another one in that quarterfinal, but generally, I thought the drama in that one was very good. And I think we need a third dame. Where and when, I don't know, but between Neil Duff and Richie Harrison, does that perform this time and perform last time? Just, just firing tongue pluses at each other all the time. It's yeah. brilliant. It, it was brilliant. It was a great dame. Um, but... I guess just sticking on Neil Duff for now around it, he's so driven towards winning one of these titles. But each time he, he there's another tournament, there's that added pressure. So he thinks um, it's when, not if. Oh, absolutely. Uh, guys, there are some great questions around the seniors. I'm starring them. So we, we won't do them in question time. We will do them in the senior segment. I'm just starring them so I know where they are. Um, the first TV ton plus average for a seniors event as well, coming from Leonard Gates. So the standard is rising as well. And I saw a stat on Twitter that the average was up nearly six points on last year's tournament. Yeah, for the year, it, it's been pretty similar. It was the best we've had so far. I think it was 87 overall as a tournament average. Uh, the TV events we've had so far, 85.99 in Yeovil, 86.80 champion and champions, 83.27 for the world. But obviously, that's a a bigger field in that one. So that, that tends to be what happens. Um, but yeah, look, in terms of overall, that first game was almost, it, it was the best game seniors had ever seen up until that point in terms of both players going at it for large parts of the game. It was 108 played 104. Yeah. We've seen that on the floor occasionally on a Friday night LP metal detecting series where it's best of three or best of five. To do that over that format was incredible from those two. Scotty Mitchell must be absolutely cursing his luck as well, by the way. The two draws that he's had. Yeah. Oh, Christ. 100%. That he'd have probably beaten anyone else the way he played. Yeah, just the way that Hoagie started that game was ridiculous. Yeah, oh, massively. Um, so that was good. But yeah, look... Leonard surely has to then go into the World Championships 
as the overwhelming favourite right now? Isn't there's favourite. just a big if attached to that, isn't there? Well, it, as long as he plays. Overwhelming, I'm not sure. Favourite, yes. But there's just something about Robert Thornton when it comes to the tavern that means that he should run him very, very close. That right now, when I was so we've had conversations about it, but that seems to be what people are already looking at as the dream final for the seniors with them two being the only TV winners this year. Um, Leonard Dates 100% will be favourite going into that tournament. But how much in front of Robert, I'm not too sure. But like says that as Dob was alluding to there, there's a big if around that on Leonard. I think the big difference between now and then is just the sheer amount of darts they're going to play. Leonard is in contention. I think he's already qualified for Lakeside, but he's in contention for Ali Pali. I don't think he's qualified for Lakeside yet. But he's there's potentially could qualify for either or or both of. Plus, he's going to go chase him for the CDC for the rest of the year as a minimum. He's got exhibition work in the UK. I think he's got another stint in the Super Series at some point as well. Well, I should imagine. In fact, he's over here in December for the exhibitions. Yeah. I should imagine he's in the Super Series as well. Yeah. Um, the fact that one of those exhibitions is in Portsmouth. Yeah. I'm just I'm putting... an old, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would imagine so. Right, we've got some clips to play. First of all, we'll do the Leonard Gates winning one. We'll hear from the champion, first of all. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, you know, just to, just to, to, to be uh, participating in an event like this and doing well, it's, it's awesome. It's, it, words can't explain it. And, and to pull out three in a row, yeah, I've definitely got a target on my back for, for, for the rest of the year, next year, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, three in a row. Mm-hmm. Next one, four in a row. You know what that one is. It's the World Championship one next. Ooh, yeah, yeah, def definitely. Uh, it's going to be a different kind of focus to play that one. So, yeah, it's going to be real good. Going into that World Championship, the mm -hmm. form you're in, you must be the clear favorite in your mind and that everyone else in that practice room must know that as well. Uh, yeah, um, I, in my mind, yes, but... but when you look at the other players and, and they're doing their routine, trust me, they have on their mind, beat this guy. You know, he, he's, he's considered number one or he's won three in a row. Somebody's trying to, to swipe that off money so I don't get four in a row. But I, I'm going to put up the best fight I can get. He's fancying it, isn't he? Why wouldn't you? A hundred percent. Why wouldn't you right now? There's not a lot more to say. Like, why wouldn't you? You just won three yeah. in a row. His record in any WSTT tournament is ridiculous. The fact that two of those losses, by the way, that he's got on his copy block, copy sheet for his entire seniors' career this year, by the way, are floor events that he was playing at the same time as the champion of champions. After being told he didn't have to play in them, and he's like, no, 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 more darts. Won the qualifier at 1am, was back in the afternoon to play... Phil Taylor, then went straight into the room next door to play the floor event. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he lose to Neil Duff and Mike Huntley who both went on to win the title as well on that weekend? So, he's... So. Yeah, he lost the round two and Duff in the semis. Yeah, when he's, when he's losing in these, he's losing to the champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very dominant. 
incredible. Right, but then we're going to hear from Jim McEwen after his victory on the Saturday, just about walking away. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, to think I was going to pack it all in as well. Uh, after losing finals and semi-finals of qualifiers, I was getting a bit disheartened. Uh, I'm glad I stuck in it. How close were you to walking oh, away? Oh, very close, very close. Yeah. And I watched the Worlds uh, this year and I thought, no, I'm going to stick with it. Interesting mentality from Jim that it almost wasn't to be. He was done. He was 100% done. He, he made it public on social media that he was walking away from it. He was a little bit disillusioned with not being able to produce it in a qualifier. He won two floor events last year for the seniors, one in uh, Annick and one in Manchester. But obviously both times they contributed ranking points, but but not qualifying to any of the TV events. And he's like, I just can't produce it. Reading and Newbury are an awfully long way south for Jim which is where the floor events have been based all year. And when Jim, it's one of them, we get on really well with an awful lot, well, everyone on the tour, to be honest. But when Jim qualified, it was almost one of them to go, do you know what he deserves that for the amount of travelling up and down and the effort that him and Gail and whoever else travels with him and supports him put in just to be there for seniors weekends? Yeah, I'll second that. I guess you look at, qualifiers and the first name that comes to mind is Richardson. but then when you follow the floor events and you look at the rest of it Jimmy's then very much in that next category with Colin of those who you are now sort of probably say with the levels they're at expecting them to qualify because they are that good on the floor um, and the commitment to the tours as you mentioned is is very very good and it was a well deserved run to the final it's just a shame he started as slow as what he did in that final because it could have been very close. You saw that the, the combat, he could have pushed Leonard. I'm not saying that Jim would have still done and won because Leonard was very clinical, but it would have been a different final if Jim would have started how he finished. I feel like that's been the story of every final this season. Yeah. Yeah, don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Anthony is in from the CDC. Hope you are good, mate. We're sending your boys back in good form and spirits for your weekend coming up. Can't wait. As always, the race for Ali Pali over in North America is well and truly on. Um, right. Let's do the Duff Man. We'll play the clip and then we'll talk. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's always nice to know how much you're paying for and stuff like that there, right? But, um, <laughs> um, I did listen to the Nick Rose podcast. Um, so, 26th of September is going to be the day where we find out how much we're playing for, when the draw has been made, etc. So, I hope it happens. Um, Let's just see. Well, just going off your words there, I hope it happens. Is there an element of you that thinks it doesn't then? After the Masters being cancelled, there's always an element there. Um, according to Nick, ticket sales are way surpassed what they were going to doing. They're hoping to do double what they've done last year. Um, in my opinion, there's no Masters, so 
cut, cut it off now. Get the draw done. Let people know when they're playing. Once they're, they're playing, then like I, I have a crowd of guys all waiting to come over. I had guys over last year. It was a birthday. This year is one of the other birthdays. They all want to come over. If they know what they am playing, there's ticket sales gone. It's not rocket science, and I understand the WS trying to do the best that they very can, get the TV deals and stuff in. Um, we'll see what happens. That was one of the, the funniest press rooms we've had because you two were giggling away like school children. That, that's only a snippet of the interview. I recommend anyone to watch the whole thing. Um, because if you see how Neil's spoken about the WDF since he's been world champion, it's well worth a listen. It's all I'm going to say on that. It's definitely worth it. Um, and look, it was fair. He did offer everybody else in the room the chance to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> was that was was that another outlet? Maybe. <laughs> it was the he, he was in great spirits and it was the look on his face as soon as he said the word hope he knew he fucked up. <laughs> Bless him. You say that. Part of me thinks the players flipping it more seriously. I do think now the players are at a point where he's saying it because he wants that to happen very, very quickly. That deadline, the 26th, the 26th, you said, yeah, three weeks Tuesday. Um, I think he's at that point where, because they have waited so long for answers, for to understand, to be able to invite family, friends, especially when you're travelling. We talked about Jim doing it for these events. Obviously, the World Championship in any field. You want to bring your family and friends with you for as much support as possible. Should be announced as soon as, but we'll wait three more weeks of this. <laughs> we'll know all the answers on one day. Uh, absolutely. Um, Anthony, we will get you back on the Monday after the Continental Cup. How does that sound? Do we love having you boys on? Uh, am I going to the Minehead for the World Series Finals? I'm not going to Minehead. I'm going to Amsterdam for the World Series Finals. Yeah, I've been relegated. It's what Right. Which it's, film it's, a nothing, it's a nothing tournament anyway, Doc. It's fine. Yeah, you it, wasn't even, it, was, it was even more of a nothing tournament the year I went. Because I went <laughs> to the other one. I went to the... the, the actual, it wasn't yeah. even the Fit Series Finals. It was in the bigger arena... Hotel was lovely though. Heineken's a bit strong. Flights were fun. <laughs> Look, uh, was brilliant, actually. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing? No, I hope you are good. Right. Would you like the Phil clip on his performance or the one from the Friday first? Surprises. Are you impressed? I am very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely a one-off. He's another Michael Van Gaming, I think. And he's not frightened. He looks after himself. He does everything right. So, the World Championship, sometimes I don't watch the first rounds. I'll definitely be watching Luke. Let's put it that way. So, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but I hope he really does do well. This is why we should produce our shows, because that should have been the other way around. <laughs> we're still talking seniors, and now we're talking about a 16-year-old. 
But that that's very high praise, let's be fair. Yeah, unbelievable. And deservedly so. He's just mustard. Yeah. I, mean, I, love, I love the line, no pressure, but I'm watching. Yeah, no pressure, but I have. We'll play the clip where he was absolutely seething with his performance. Yeah, he was... I'm retiring. Every time he hit a double, I think, that's me. Don't worry. So one leg closer to never throwing another dart again. And then when it went when another leg, I'm thinking, oh, no, you've got to carry on. And then when he enters seven each, I'm thinking, if you win this, you've got to carry on playing. So that, that was him in mind, honestly. Seriously, just make the score look, you know, respectable, really. And the people supporting me are thinking, oh, please. You know, but I, I, I noticed a little couple little things I made mistakes on. So... Put that right tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Because one, I'm trying to lift the roof off. One, I'm trying to beat him. Paul Enks, bless his heart, I'm trying to impress Paul because I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry because that's not me. Do you know what I mean? I had 118 and a 43. And then the people that are paying good money to come and see me, oh, I'm trying to lift the roof off. Trust me, I'm, sw- I'm sweating. And, and I, I'm only playing darts. You're trying to lift the roof off the building, like Eddie Hall trying to do with a £1,000 deadlift, honestly, which he did, and I can't do it. So, And it, it's awful. It really is. But it's it's something I've got to either stop doing it or find a solution. And it's not me to stop. It's not me to, to, to give in. So there's, there's, there's something I can do. And it's, it's like this, do you know what I mean? You want it? Oh, trust me, Phil. It's the worst thing in the world. You wish we were a boxer so you could whack him, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, he was genuinely raging, and you could see that on the stage, couldn't you, as well, during the game? Uh, that first line when he said, oh, it kept coming back in, was it? Sounded like, it genuinely sounded like he said, I retire. Yeah. Like, if you play it like the very first second it sounds like it says i retire and i was like what what have we just what's just gone on here but he was just so disappointed with his performance it just wasn't there no matter what he tried like he lifted it a bit the following day i think the sad thing for phil is that actually when he played leonard in the champion of champions he did play pretty well when he played first round in yeovil he did play pretty well dennis harbour absolutely frazzled his brain by slowing him down there's no question about that phil just wasn't in the mindset to go and do that like he's been able to do for the last 40 years and then it just wasn't there when he wanted it against Park to start with yeah look we've got a couple of questions and one of the headlines in the what we're going to talk about is what next for Phil and we've got that one there from Bob that says Phil was quite angry do you think we'll see the best of him again <laughs> debatable um, but again big, big, big Johnny has, has a point here that says when Taylor playing at this standard um, and he starts getting, is it starting to damage the brand? Look, his brand or the senior's brand? Both to a point. Senior's not so much because we still get comments going, this should be for over 60s. Why is Leonard Gates playing this? Why are people that are on the, on the circuit now? As if that's a thing, right? We're, we're going to strip players because they played arts elsewhere to not be allowed to play in the city. Like, some of the comments are absolute nonsense. Um, he still has the draw. He still has people wanting to go and see him play. That part yeah. I understand. However, when he's continually being seeded, and look, rightfully so from what he's achieved, but when 
he keeps these below par performances, surely that it does damage the brand in the end. Potentially, it could do long term. I don't think it is right now. I see that as a potential. If we are sat here in a year's time and we have seen that first round performance again and again and again, but I don't think we have seen that from him. Obviously, in the opening year, we got to two finals. It's not been the same this year. But I looked at like Niall's points there saying about the Super Series. For me, that would be a, a great thing for him. Um, but he won't do it. He's been asked. I was going to say, yeah, it would have been. Uh, and that goes back to like you're saying about we've got players on, and uh, Dob says there's players on the circuit. But we, you want players coming into TV tournaments at their best. You want them playing. And I, I just think Phil needs that. I'm not telling Phil to what to do here, by the way. But it just seems the all 16 players this weekend would have played competitive darts more recently, you would think. Probably minus Glenn, um, more recently than Phil Taylor, and that can't benefit you long term, especially the standard that Leonard is now taking the seniors to. Because there's players coming away from this weekend who know they've got to put more errors in, know they've got to practice more. You look at the first round names that just went out of this tournament: Endo, Mitchell, Robert Thornton. Those that win in the first round just shows that the standard has improved in this tournament. And Phil's got to move move with that step better. Otherwise, we'll see the performances that he got in the last 16. Yes, it improved in the quarterfinals, but wasn't enough to beat Paul Holden. But will it, I guess the question is more around, will he change his approach? I'm not too sure. It, it, it's a real tough one. It, it really is. Because you think we're, we're now two years into seniors TV darts. There's still some floor events for this year, so the season isn't completely done. But in terms of TV events, we're two years in and he hasn't won one. Only three people that have, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, but this year the performances are this, if, yeah. is what the question. What Especially coming into the calendar for next year, if he's not going to go and play Super Series, there is a nice few weekends before the Worlds. For me, I'd love to see him at one of them. As preparation, it would be ideal. Is he going to? Probably not, but I, I think that would work perfectly for him. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's a real conundrum. One of the other huge plus points from the seniors weekend was Glenn Durrant. I was so pleased for him. It was unreal that, okay, yeah, look, in the last leg or the last couple, he got nervous and you could see that. But for 95% of that game, what an improvement from Dazza. Yeah. Com compared to where we saw him at the World Championships, he just looked a different character up on that stage as it was. He clearly wasn't ready to play darts in January. His, his fall off the PDC tour took an enormous toll on him. And it just completely... I, don't, I think it threw him a little bit. It, it changed him. Where you're, And I think this is what we're going to see from Adrian Lewis as well, by the way. You, you can caveat some of that. 
where there's a big gap and where you're chasing what you have been, the three-time world champion in the Premier League, is looking for a level above and beyond when you're trying to get back on there. And the fact he's returned to that decent standard as it is, I think is pretty good from Dozer. Yeah. Oh, you know, I agree. Does that does the performance now raise different questions in his head? Because if he would have turned up and performed at a 70 average, 70 to 75 average, got beaten fairly convincingly, yeah. would that have been a lot easier decision where now he's clearly put a lot of time in, he's got beaten by the eventual finalist, but pushed him all the way. Are them questions now in his head slightly different this Monday than what they would have been last Monday? You mean, does the mentality change from potentially seeing himself in the future as a commentator to actually still being a senior darts player? Yeah. I think so. I think, I think... The, the one worry we had about Buzzer going into this one was like, obviously the previous performances and the fact that he deferred playing in Yeovil um, because he felt he wasn't ready. But he'd been practicing really well, or we heard he'd been practicing really well, but it was alone. It was practice on his own. And being able to get up there and replicate and produce that in front of a crowd cannot be shirked at for a person that has had that many issues with his throw and his action like does has. It can't, but I generally still think he sees himself as a coach, commentator, and maybe a bit of part-time darts in between. Which, he's old enough and he's earned that now. Oh, completely, yeah. But I'm just I still believe that even at Dozer's age, where he will have then been one of the only players that has had such a severe action breakdown at that age and recovered to an extent, it will help him in those other aspects of his career. It will help him be a better coach if he knows the steps he had to take to go and rebuild his throw. And it will help people be realistic about a timeline within that as well. If your action breaks down to the extent that Glenn Dorrance did while you're chasing and tinkering, looking at different things, going back and watching old footage and, and trying to replicate it, perhaps without somebody there with motion capture cameras or something even as, as high tech as that, it, yeah. it's not an easy fix overnight. You've got to be realistic about the fact that actually it's taken him seven months, eight months. When was the last? February. February. Yeah, look, it, it, it's really, really interesting. Um, still got some questions on the seniors. Lendl uh, says, evening, guys. What changes would you make to um, World Senior Stars to implement in terms of ranking qualifying criteria for TV events? Um, I think ultimately they need to get to a situation where it is just one ranking list. It's a bit difficult now that they've gone off with the approach of two. Especially, but that would then involve less invitations or, or a situation where there's potential that there are no invitations or players such as Phil not getting into TV tournaments when he is so important to TV execs and the growth model that they have for the next 18 months. Um I, this might be me being a little bit biased. I've been there and, and seen it firsthand, but 
that floor of a tour events that the the ones away from the camera are so good are full of such quality there are so many little gems in there potentially and i feel like more emphasis slash focus needs to go on those events do you think then that the 25 percent is the right for where we are at the moment because personally i do i think it should progress then in time but I think where we are now still, I think 25% is right. I think unless they made the commitment to start the 2024 season with a different approach at the start of the 2023 season, it's difficult on a two-year roll-in because actually those players that have been receiving invites at the moment need time and opportunity to go to other events. Yeah. Yeah. And build up rankings so that they're qualifying. Because otherwise you go from all of those guys being in there to absolutely none of them. And it completely changes over. And then fan bases that have built up associations with players, i.e. a Richie House, they're not was it different, but are used to seeing them actually suddenly have 16 completely new faces and go, what the hell is this? This isn't seniors that I've watched. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see a tour finals of some sort. Yeah, that, at the that, end of each, at the end of each year. Yeah. Uh, um, from a one-year rolling, I know it's more difficult than to manage a two-year and a one, but yeah. a year-to-date finals for the just stream. You, you can do that. You've got your venues. Yeah. I know that everything is now based in Reading and Newbury and actually having a hub, but actually having those two so close to each other, I think, is a little bit at the disadvantage of some. Long-term, I think they... Long-term, not immediately... Actually, while the hub's there, most people know where it is and you can get used to an area and comforts and all that sort of stuff. Long term, I think you have to look to seek to put something back up north. At yeah. least north of the Midlands, a Sheffield maybe or somewhere like that, just yeah. to spread it out for people. But other than that... Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, Jerry says these guys over 50 made three long matches on one day, draining a lot of the younger guys, obviously adding to to avoid this. The problem is, is you have to fill TV hours, and to do that, you have to have X amount of games over a format because on that final day, you still have to have quarterfinals, semi, and final. Well, you could go to semis in the morning, final in the evening. There's possibility for that, but. In doing that, you need an extra day, and an extra day means an extra day for your venue cost, an extra day for all of your production staff, finding out on TV, and finding extra prize money nine times out of ten. But yeah. to do, That's to a do that, increasing costs. But to do that, and then to let's say that was a, an option, so you moved, you had a Friday night as well this weekend, and you just found a way of doing that across um, Sunday to have semi final and finals from a selling a final ticket. How would your sales though if you just had a first to eleven for a uh, first to nine, sorry, for a final? I you would then have to extend you have to extend it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So the player yeah, who wins the player who plays that final yeah. potentially ends up playing just as many as what they do now, it's just not three games, it's two. But those two games well, that's a longer break, first, less recovery, being, less uh, time in front of the lights, cameras yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like that's an easier preparation. So we do dead it, and for certain players. Like Leonard, who walks off at the end of the day and thinking he's got a break and he's got more anyway, would probably be beneficial. But I think right now, 
the length is about right. Yes, he's lived off three games in one day. Just started that a little bit fit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in the main, hope you are good, buddy. I'll see you on Wednesday down there. Um, right. So I think that's just about it from the. Have we, have we missed anything from the seniors? I guess just uh, best wishes to, and condolences to, to Martin Adams and his family as that was announced. Yeah. Post Monday, uh, last Monday, obviously Martin not playing and detouring there. Um, but everything else, seniors, I believe, has been covered. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, Lee, I can't see your earlier question, mate, because it rolls, so I don't know what it is to get the casting vote. My bad. Um, right. How do you know what it was? It wasn't was in this. It was in the Pro Tour stream. It wasn't in this. What was it? I can't remember. Who wins in their prime? Oh, yeah. Nico, obviously, because they were on commentary today. Nico against Mace in their prime. Who wins? I've got Mace because of his scoring finesse. I said Nico chats his ears off in the practice room and he falls apart. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only one of them in the chat room and I'm done with the other one. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you. I've got your back, Mace. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to be fair, I said him in the in the stream earlier, and he wasn't in there. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember watching Mace at Lakeside in, in two unbelievable games: one against Martin and one against he who must not be named. That 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 Mace was incredible. Um, but players' championships. Really. Let's go straight into it, first of all. Peter Wright and Nathan Aspinall. Chat room as well. Both now in danger. One one huge danger. One not as much yet. Of missing Minehead. Where are we on this? Peter Wright's in a world of trouble. Is there still that manner of arrogance, though, from someone like Peter that I turn up one weekend and I'll still find a way to qualify? Is that still there and that's why he's doing this after? A, a year ago, I'd say yes. But since the slam this year, we've seen nothing to suggest that's going to happen. Oh, I'm not saying us. I'm saying in his head, the player that Peter Wright has been over the number of years, the Tolling out that I'm going to win match play world championships type of attitude and to it, would he still have that now? And is that why, from someone who's played who reportedly what just a few weeks ago said he was playing in everything between now and the end of the season, didn't last very long. Because right now he is in a world of trouble. Um. Let's just update this because it's from this afternoon. So, look, Nathan just hasn't played in players' championships. He's prior to the TV events, which which I get. But at the moment, he's 91st on the 
race to my head. Look, Nathan's still playing well enough to go and get it done. But yeah, but, but what Nathan gonna... will say is I'm world match play champion and my decision is fully justified right now. I agree. But if you what? then miss a TV event and arguably one of the most important, maybe not because of the prestige of the title, but if we look through the years, the players that either win or do well at Minehead go on and do well at the Worlds. We made that up. The, the thing is, it's the last one before the Worlds, right? That That's the one. It's the last chance to know where you are in front of a the camera. Then players go and do exhibition work, but they do have a relatively big gap between that tournament. That's the one. Missing one of them possibly isn't the worst thing. It's just, is missing the one right before the world's the right thing? And that's just the way that the calendar falls. I think, especially given how busy the start of the calendar has been, and now the fact that the likes of Aspen on right have got to go chasing every pro tour as well. There's a chance of burnout again, especially as it's a different kind of burnout. If you're there for a week in Wolverhampton for the slam and a week for... Like, yeah, a week in Leicester and then you're down in mine. Whatever. The sitting around and waiting to play for two days in a different town where if it's too far away to travel home again is just as taxing, if not more, than actually playing every day for a pro tour. And is the is it a better way of doing it then? Is play the early pro tours, get your money on the board and then take them off once you know you've got enough? Because now... You go into these pro tours with with extra pressure because although you're still playing well and you and you back your ability, it's then extra pressure because you have to win money because everyone else has already got it on the board. There is, there is extra pressure, but I think it's around picking and while you was looking at that, I was having a little look at the calendar. And it's like you look at the October, mid-October players championships, there's four pro tours on the spin. Is that just an opportunity where you'd think, looking at where Nathan is, if he attends them four, you would still think he'd make the players' championships and he's been able to then afford himself numerous weekends off. So we can attack a window instead of attacking one or two. And yes, there's that pressure, but there's also not the opportunity of four early on in the season, I don't think. I think we only have two, maybe three windows. Yeah. Um, three. I think this one is the only one where we get four back-to-back. So I, get, I, get I, would that. Be, I would be very, very surprised if he's not playing that mid-October one because that's where we can go and attack it. And only being what four, four off players championship, you would think within four tournaments, yes, there'll be a little bit more movement in that. Obviously, I, um, I, 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 I get that. And look, Nathan is absolutely brilliant. He could go and win one in the blink of an eye. But that block of four, say you lose the first two early, then all of a sudden the pressure on those last two. <clears throat> cranks up remarkably. Yeah. I think we'll see him at Lotto. Is that four? Well, I, 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 I think He's got a little window, the 29 and 30, just before the Grand Slam, the final ones. But if, I think he just sets himself on them for the Getting the work done and then planning my schedule for the rest of the year. 
Because if he rocks up and wins one, it's all done. He's there. If not, you're chasing for all of them. And then you're like, oh, actually, at some point, you know that you don't want to be playing in them. But after this one... to be under that illusion that actually, if I do enough today, I don't have to play tomorrow. And all of a sudden, actually, you don't do enough on that day. So you've got to stick around. And then you've got to stick around. Like says, it's how each person approaches them. But the next set after this is a set of three, which comes on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, prior to the Grand Prix. The Grand Prix starting on the Monday. So we tend to be playing the Friday and then the Monday. But what he's tending to do, obviously, is have a little break before the TV tournaments. They would be the ones where he, he would probably miss and then attack the ones after. I understand the approach of trying to win the, the money nice and early to secure your place. But I think it'll be slightly different looking at what he's done the rest of the year. Look, it, it's interesting. Nathan, I think, gets there. However, Peter Wright, on the other hand, and not forgetting, he's defending the winner's check from two years ago at Minehead. So to not even be there would be a disaster. Because then you're not there's nothing coming on. Okay, you might if you're there, you might not defend it, but at least you're putting something on. If you're not there. It's just a great big hole. Yes. And is he playing well enough to go and win a pro tour at the moment? Looking at the numbers, it would suggest not. No, and that's that's the biggest issue. Because I think if we was talking about we are certain he was going to enter every single pro tour between now and the end of the season. There is still a good argument to say he would make it. If we are expecting him to turn up to four and pick up one of them, or we don't, then it's a completely different question. Yeah, trouble for Snakey. Absolutely. And whilst we were speaking about burnout and the Players' Championships, Nick Kenny obviously withdrew this morning. Um, there's a bit more info on that um, from his Facebook. I'm just going to read it now and then we'll, we'll discuss because I actually think he's got a point in this. So on his Facebook, he said, I've decided to step away from the game for the rest of um, the year at least. Um, CIFO in January about next year on the PDC. I feel burnt out and I think um, I need to change my ways, especially on my own health and well-being. I've travelled for 10 years up and down the UK and Europe uh, and currently, at the current time, although I, I feel I'm actually playing well, I'm going to step away for now. Thanks for everybody for your support. Not done too bad. And this burnout thing that, that we spoke about is genuinely a thing. that I know that people will say they don't have to play. It's blah, blah, blah. They can do this. They can do that. But it is a genuine thing, isn't it? That the amount that they are playing, some of them are actually fucked because they still got jobs. So they're working all the hours and they're either self-employed or whether they're doing 40 hours a week, trying to fit tournaments around that. It's, it's an interesting scenario right now. It is. It, it becomes quite a difficult one because you see the, the burnout and the, the, the time and effort that people put into it. But then there's the flip of that when you when we have like John come on and say there's two months without a competitive darts being thrown. It's more 
a lot at the calendar for me than the number of events, how the calendar's balanced, because it doesn't seem very balanced at all for non-World Series and Premier League players. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Does he walk away if he's earned more than 10 grand so far this year? Maybe not. But that also goes back to the point that we've said on numerous occasions on here that at the lower end of the tour, because of the way it's set up, the money isn't there. Mm-hmm. We've seen players earning more money away from the PDC of a certain standard than at the professional end of the game. Not disagreeing with that at all. We've, we've had that conversation many a time. Yeah. And that, that, that's the balancing act right now. It's like, is the tour sustainable for a certain level of player? And look, if you're at that level, there's nothing wrong with that. Not everyone is going to be a Michael Van Gogh or a Gary Anderson. If your number says you're always going to be somewhere between 55 and 128 in the world, if that's your level, amazing. <coughs> but if it's not financially viable as well, and when, especially when you look at the cost of travel now, that the prize money on the floor events hasn't gone up considerably for a while, has it? Only went up to 12 grand this year, didn't it? The bottom end. Not not winning a Pro Tour, the bottom end of the Pro Tour. No, not really. it's, been, it's been 750 for a while for winning the game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, hotel costs at the moment are astronomical. Like, proper out of control at the moment. For a shit budget hotel, if they know something's on, they're charging 200 quid a night for a, a tea lodge or a pee-in. Because they can. Did you really just say tea lodge or pee-in? Like, we've never, ever used the word Premier Inn on the show before. I was trying yeah, to get... to the hospitality yeah, normally, of Sir Lenny of Henry where everything's premier but the price. Yeah, but normally we're, we're being nice about them then. The, the entire hotel <laughs> system in this country is basically on an adaptive pricing system. The minute they get busy, they just they drag the price up. That's it. Yeah. But, but they're all well, using a similar program, so there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and, and Mace said it there. Players outside the top 32 need a job or massive sponsorship deals to compete now. So it's it, it, it's a real it's an interesting point right now where the lower end of the sport goes because yes. I, I I genuinely feel that in the next couple of years if the Super Series keeps going on the trajectory it is players will hand tour cards back of the lower end and it's all right saying all right we'll just fill it up with someone that wants it that doesn't last forever we've seen pro tours not been able to be filled for that reason. Yes. If, if if players know they can earn good money elsewhere, guaranteed money as well, they're going to take that option. There's only so many that can play in the Super Series, though. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. But what I'm saying is it will, it will only take a couple of high-profile talk... Not high-profile, but I've got a big enough name to make a difference... 
to hand those cards back, then where does that what does that say about the professional game if people are willing to give a card back? It's it's not a dud sign. However, a lot of what they look at is the top end of it and not the bottom. So oh, the, the top end has never been better. The, the, the top end of the sport has never been better financially for, for players. But arguably the bottom end is crippling some players now because of the, the, the cost of getting to events. Like you, you look at flights to Europe, on some weekends it's genuinely cheaper to get a flight to New York than it is to Germany. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, Come off. <laughs> We were looking well, at it. Well, I remember it. that when you tell well, me you're not going to the World Series next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only reason I know that, we were looking at it. Was it Munich, Easter weekend? I know it's Easter weekend, so it is going to be more expensive. But players were looking that got knocked out early and trying to get home. Flights were like 600 quid to get home. Don't get knocked out early then. <laughs> you make it sound so simple, God. I do. <laughs> Just, just play well until beers happen. <laughs> uh, out of context, monk. <laughs> um, the Aaron Monk Twitter page over the last week has just been an absolute delight for all darts fans. Monk happen, <laughs> but, but, but not anymore, eh, God? You spoiled the fun. Shut up. <laughs> Boom. Monk got monked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going back, do we think Peter Wright makes my head? We, we, we went off went off on a tangent there. No. But Aspinall does. Boisty? Yeah, on we dog. Off of I don't, that. I don't think there's no question about Aspinall. I really don't. I think that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll I don't think that's in there. I know we, we, we're going early on this. <laughs> but it was the fact that he didn't even reply to the guy that messaged him he just replied to his own tweet that was the bit um, we're going early Peter Wright Premier League 2024 no. do they pick him can no. they pick him if so how do they justify it right now no no they pull someone out of their arse like they always do <laughs> Next. I've spent too much time next to you, Doc. I agree, I agree, and I agree. <laughs> I realise it's nine o'clock and Phil's just floating us a long-ass question to try and pad out the fact he's not planned this show properly at all. <laughs> and we've got nothing to preview now. We're going to hit question time at half nine when we've answered half the number three earlier today. But it's simple, no. And we've been saying it since about April time. When he bombed out of this year's competition, he was not in any way to be back in there next year. His record in it, even when he's been world champion or, or whatever else, is dreadful for a player who's been in the top four as long as he has. So we, are we gone? So what happens if I say no, no, and rule one? Gob's favourite. basically what I said. They've pulled <laughs> someone out their ass to justify it. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. We can invite you, we want. We did a survey and the fans said it was really important to see the same players over and over and over again for 17 weeks. <laughs> did, you write, did you write the same as me? That's what I'll put. 
Did you two share notes? Yeah. I made four of my friends answer in exactly the same way that I did to make sure they go, no, right, they just want to see darts. It doesn't matter. Do you think we get a change in the format or not? No. I hope so. The issue is that they've stumbled across the tournament on one night they really like. So the only option given the length of a night is to alternate. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Taking up two groups, and then they have to justify leaving certain players out of certain venues, and that's where you get down that spiral of, but I wanted to see Van Gerwen, and he's not coming to Manchester this year. He's only going to Liverpool. In a Brummy accent, that's brilliant. <laughs> We've done Manchester Liverpool in a Brummy accent. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was trying to take the mic out of jar initially when he's like, I don't know where he's going. Anywhere. <laughs> Been around way too many of you lot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a funny feeling it's not going to change this year. I don't think they'll change this year. No. Ugh. I used to love Jar's Gary Anderson impression. I want to hear more of Gob's Brummy accent <laughs> while we're talking about Liverpool and Manchester. And about where I talk about my Brummy accent, bang on. Jar's <laughs> Gary is superb, though. Very good. Um, if he is listening and he doesn't send us a voice note in the next hour, I'll be very, very disappointed. Uh, he was um, he was fishing in the chat rooms there on the Pro Tour stream. He was throwing bombs around, wasn't he? Shut up. <laughs> Um, no, but look, one more to go in this block. We've seen some some very good performances going back to the actual darts. I know we've, we've gone off on one. Um, the, the youngsters again are shining on the Pro Tour. That Luke, Luke Humphreys, Kevin Dukes getting to a final. We've seen big averages from Gene Van Veen again. There's, there's some good stuff at the moment. Yeah. I've just had a terrible thought, by the way. Terrible that you can share or terrible that you can't share? Yeah, yeah. So, Scott Mitchell was very close to being one of the players on a call-up. So, hang around an extra day in York on the basis that Barnsley is not too far away. Drove back home because there wasn't a placement needed. And now Nick Kenny's just withdrawn from tomorrow and he's all the way down in Dorset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talking about it. <laughs> was it next? I think who's next. I think it would have been the next three to five, but obviously some of them might have been in Europe, so getting them in would have been difficult. Right. 
Yeah, he, he would have been close. <laughs> I, I remember him talking about it. I remember him talking about it and how you said that. He was like, nah, I'm not getting the call, I'm going home. <laughs> right. Bolton, Bolton's in. Um, Plasia, Landman and Horvath would have been difficult to get in. Yeah. Whitehead, maybe. Yeah. Grundy played. So maybe Whitehead said no. Grundy definitely played. So it would have Whitehead been. Whitehead was in Modus Saturday night, so wouldn't have travelled up to Sunday. Right, okay. So if Whitehead said no or couldn't because of work, it would have been Mitchell. He was next. He's one below Grundy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Not well, bless him. But yeah, look, on the Pro Tour, look, we've seen. Cam Crabtree produced some brilliance in the last two days as well. And God, we spoke about it earlier that potentially with the tour card race heading into the beginning of next year, there seems to be a real shift at the moment that the top eight has a real younger feel to it, the way it looks. It will be. Not so much younger, but actually just fresher. It's players that have done their apprenticeships for the last couple of years. Your Dirks, your Danny, well, not Danny so much because he went from the BDO, but Dirk sneaking in that top of it. We say younger. It feels a bit fresher just having Johnny Clayton involved in there as well. He's been around for the last couple of years. His ranking deserves to be up there. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh, completely. But then we've got this next generation coming through that we speak about. Look, we've seen them on the Super Series. Owen Bates and Cam Crabtree spring to mind. They've played some really good stuff on the, the, the Pro Tour. They're three and four on that Challenge Tour order of merit. They're literally inseparable a minute. They travel to an awful lot together. They're next to each other on the Pro Tour ranking. They're next to each other on the Challenge Tour ranking. <coughs> they both want a Challenge Tour within the space of a week of each other. <coughs> Whatever you can do. Pretty much. It's like, one of the <laughs> one things, like I'm coming with you. <laughs> it is. It's like they've got their own little individual rival and, and battle yeah. going on between each other. But it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. No, I'm, I'm doing this. Don't mind it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a big, big fan. Uh, Mo says the young ones are the ones who can play some of those days on a spin. Yeah. Um, yes. Jamie's just touched on him there. What are two days for Cameron Menzies as well? But, oofed. At, Oof. at, <laughs> at the start of this block, he was fighting for his tour card. He was outside the provisional 64 on the tour card race. He wasn't going to the Worlds. Two days of very good darts from Cammy, And he's up to like 57 on the tour card race and, and going to the Worlds. And it's the manner of the performances as well that he's blowing people away. That We're seeing more of that A game that we've probably ever seen in a sustained period. When you see Cammy, normally you you get a couple of things. Over the last couple of years, you get a couple of things. You get a big drop-off from just how good he can be to his B game, and you get a lot of nonsense. This weekend, we haven't seen that drop-off once, and there's been no nonsense. There's been no messing around on the hockey. It's been straight, laser-focused, down to business. And if he can produce that, and then go and have his fun elsewhere, and do his nonsense in whatever, I don't know where I'm going with that one, but you know what I mean? Like, hold himself in a professional manner on the hockey, produce, but actually, if he wants to have fun, 
you do it in exhibitions, you do it in your local league, you go and play Super League or or whatever just to keep your arm in but enjoy that side of it, then that's the perfect balance for him. Yeah, and look, if we can see more of this, for me, he's a top 32-stroke 16 player with that ability. But beforehand, it's been the the A game or sometimes D, E and whatever to, to get there. But now, the, the floor is coming up. It's getting closer to his ceiling. And if he can continue to, to pinch at that, he's going to cause problems. Yeah. yeah that it, it, it is... It is all about, with Cameron, how many times you can find that A game. And that is, I know we say it's about a lot, but he is at a ridiculous standard. He's a ridiculous pace when he finds it. He's 180, he's ridiculous. Um, but what a two days. Um, he's got to be confident of going into tomorrow and then the qualifier on Wednesday. But where he's moved himself from to, yeah, he's, I think his tour card was still probably safe for the rest of the year, and even if he didn't enter the Worlds, devotee probably if you'd run Phil. But other than that, the fact now that he's in a World Championship position, the pressure is off a little bit more, and now we can go and just play. Let's just hope, and this is key probably to what Dob was saying, let's just hope that focus remains on the dartboard. Um, because if if it is, there's no reason why you can't have a successful end of the season. But some of the some of the games, some of the performances put in the last two days have been excellent. And he should have got the better today of Clemens, to be honest. He'll come away from that disappointed. Uh, the, the, the deciding leg from Clemens, the eleven dart was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, sorry, yeah, prior to yeah. that in the game he should have he should have had a I think it was a five three lead. And actually ended up finding himself behind and then clawing back to their decider. He should have been well in front and going into that, but Clemens in that um, last lead was too good. Yeah, uh, com- completely. Um, we've got a couple still on the pro tour here, so we'll talk about them. Uh, Paul, I'll start that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, evening to Niall's daughter. Hope you are good. Sorry, I don't know your name, but good evening from us. Um, where were we? Um, Matt says, bold prediction, waits to make a run and save his tour card. He played well today, in fairness. Um, but the other one that he says, would a relegation promotion system between Pro Tour and Challenge Tour be better than Q School? Absolutely. Um, no, it won't because it's a moneymaker. But me and May spoke about this in length on an interview we did earlier on in the year. For me, say there's 30 cards available. You, you still have Q School. You put your four cards aside for the four daily winners so you can still sell the, the dream ticket. You can win it. So there's 26. Then the 26 get relegated from the Pro Tour. 26 go up from the Challenge Tour and Q School is used to get onto the Challenge Tour. For me, I think that works. Would it only be four? Wouldn't it be four for UK, four for the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah. However you, you want to do it, yeah. But you take away your, your daily winners and the rest is promotion relegation and then Q-score is used for the Challenge Tour. So the Challenge Tour is not oversubscribed like it is and they're playing for 14 hours on a 
Saturday or whatever. Never gonna happen. Oh, look, we, we know that because Q School makes 450 grand. We get it. We're not stupid. Not even that. Nobody's gonna pay money to enter to be on the challenge store for a year to promote themselves in there because the prize money isn't good enough. Q School is too expensive to then sit on a challenge store for a year and hope you get promoted. It's too expensive for 30 of the people that go and get cards. It's too expensive for Nick Kenny, who's won 10 grand this year, but is off because he's knackered. And there's but, plenty more like him. You won't get a promotion and relegation system until the bottom end improves significantly. But that needs to trickle down to an awful lot. It needs to trickle down through the Pro Tour. Then it needs to go through the Challenge Tour. And the minute you start doing that, the Women's Series and the Dev Tour are going to want more. But doing it, doing it that system, way... You need about another $6 million in prize money. But but doing it that way, you also improve the standard because you would have a better one to eight Because a... a Criteria judged over a year to get on the Pro Tour has to be better than a criteria based across four days. I agree, but if it means that you're losing money, a den, I'm not a den's to format, Phil, but from a financial aspect and standard improvement for how much financial impact it will be. You won't you wouldn't have as many people that to stall, I think, if it was just based on just your winners. That yeah, number one drop. But again, though, to get to get on the challenge tour, you'd have to go to Q School. That that that's the that's the same as it is now. That's why people go. Look at the num- look at the number of people that go to Q School in relation to cards. The odds are you're not getting one. There's kind of no different. Did, I know, but you're slashing the odds even more. Short term. And look, Mesa's just Mesa's just said a good point there, and I'll get shit for saying it, but I don't give a fuck. WDF players spend a fortune chasing around traveling for Europe for points, and they don't even know what they're playing for. At least yeah. this way, you know what you're playing for. And days. Okay, call it now. Is the are the winners, men and women, playing for the same money that Neil and Bo got last year? Yes or no? One word answer. No. Boise. 22 days. Yes or no? Get off the fence. We don't do that here. There's you. You parked your ass with it firmly on the Pro Tour earlier. Oh, no, you forced me to pick, so I did. Yeah, eventually. Yes or no? Yes or, yes or no? Great game. Grow up. I'm being optimistic. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opposed to pessimistic. Definitely fucking not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll move you. Not a freaking chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Um, Paul also brought up interesting one. The price for the World Youth was it the World Youth whatever it is final. Gene Van Vee is the favourite against Luke Littler. There will be a lot tempted by the Luke Littler price, I think. I think there'll be a lot of tempted both prices, even with Gianna's favourite. Because it's not he's not that big a favourite. He's not too unbackable. Can we just yeah. extend can we just extend the final and not worry about who wins? <laughs> just crack on, yeah. You, you two just play all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, instead of having it in between semi final and final, can we have it between afternoon and evening session and just fill that two hours? 
just an absolutely dominate each other. Um, we'll, we'll just create a new format for them. Basically, they're only allowed to end the game once they've hit a nine data, a one seventy finish, and a five legs clear of their opponent. Well, that should keep them going for hours. Yeah, but that could still happen because one of them could happen in ten minutes. <laughs> You have to do all three. So your opponent could hit the nine. You've got to keep going until you hit a nine, but then you might have the 170 and then not hit. We'll do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm uh I'm surprised I'm not surprised at Gene's favourite. I'm surprised I thought it'd be even closer. I thought there'd be odd in it. It'd be it'd be ten to eleven, ten to eleven. Slight more the other way, but very, very slight. But look at how well Gene's playing. He didn't have the same bet loot. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. It's I'm... strange for them to not get caught up in a hype, considering what they've done with Josh Rock's odds for the last 18 months. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I can't wait. That, 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 that is going to be one of the highlights for Minehead this year. And I know we, me and Mace were chatting about it. That is going to be some cracker in between the semi-finals. And final of the players' championships. That might be the most watched game of the weekend. I agree. Genuinely, could be right up there. I think it could be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Yeah, the expectations on the players' championship finalists to perform this year is going to be huge because of what after happened. watching them two in the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, look. And I suppose that the other thing as well. I know it's a short format, but this could actually outshine the final of the Players' Championships itself, because after a long day at those events, sometimes the final is a right damn squint. So this sometimes about it. Like, five of the last seven have been garbage. It could be interesting. That that could steal the show. Yes. Um, do we know when Luke is back in the Super? I, I know. God knows. But we're not telling yet. <laughs> but don't worry, he will be back to try and make it through on the spin and defend yeah. that crown. He's in the, it's the last chance they get to see him in the Super Series. He's earned his tour card. That's it. They might literally never ever see him in that building again because he will not be eligible if he keeps his card for the rest of his life, like he is capable of doing. Yeah, he um, he could be the longest reigning undefeated. Moda Super Series champion ever. The, the lineal Moda Super Series champion. Are we going to land the fury? You're, you're not champion because you didn't beat the man. For the next 50 years. Um, if, he wins all, if he wins all, if he wins three on the spin, are we going to name the uh, title after him? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not going that far. It'd be very much the... Um, Birmingham City retiring the Bellingham shirts when he's 17, 18 or whatever. It'd be that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, that paid off for a very absolutely mustard. So maybe Luke will have the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is it? Too much pressure. It was nice to see Leighton back in the Super Series this morning, actually. And he got, he got better as the day went on. And he looked like, yeah, May said he's had a, May said he's had a massive growth spurt. He looked tall as well. Yeah. On that, but look, it's just nice to see him back playing and look, just just let him flourish and enjoy it. That when he was was it 13, 14, the, the pressure on him was huge. 
was playing Tara London exhibition against Phil Taylor, who'd only just given his card up. And ran him close in that. I think it was like first to ten, and he loses ten eight. hundred percent. I was I, I was there. It was incredible and unbelievable. But then lots. I think lots of the, there's a combination of what has been said as actually too much pressure on him, too quick. He's doing that at thirteen. People are going right. Come on, in, this kid's world champion, etc. I think there's a difference in people around him. You're going to get that everywhere. You, you see that even now with people that are around Luke, with people that are around Bo Grease, for instance, who's in a similar position. People that are around. Later, when you get somebody as talented or that special, that age, there can be that, even if it's unintentional, that extra bit of pressure going, actually, mate, you've got something here. Let's keep pushing and pushing and pushing. The growth spurt is different. There was a lot of abuse that he got when he was winning at the lakeside for being excited, for being a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I also being think... a kid and winning, he's told off for celebrating. It was a joke. And that's that's part of the difference as well between him and Littler. Yes, there's been a lot of talk about Littler probably for a couple of years, but nothing to the extreme as what there was about Lane Bennett at that age. Now, Littler's more experienced, and in that sense, totally weird saying that about Daniel, but in the sense of the Super Series has been huge for him. Mm-hmm. The, the now the World Youth Championship final will be huge for him in regards to an experience. Yeah. And that's all different in the manner of play you're getting. Every time that Leighton Bennett played, even if it was just down the pub, people were putting on social media, oh, he's just averaged 100 and summer. He's just, and it was absolutely everywhere in a best of three. He did nine at Darts Planet tournaments, wasn't he? That... Yeah, and there was there was so no, much going around then. But I remember that weekend well. It's totally different now. <laughs> yeah. I'm still blocked. <laughs> I remember that weekend well. Um, but the other thing but, is... Yeah. Their, their levels of relative success so far came at differing ages. Leighton's yeah. was very, very young. Luke is now 16, so they've gone the opposite way. And actually, what Leighton's had to endure is as those things are changing around him, as he is having that growth spurt, as he is dealing with the pressure of being 13 or 14-year-old and, and having that expectation on him, he is seeing Luke come up next to him in that JDC ranking and overtake him and play in that England squad with him. He's seeing the likes of Henry Coates go and compete with him, Archie Self, Thomas Banks. There's a lot of pressure in that little environment itself. Leighton Bennett was the star of the JDC when it very first launched. Now, sixth, seventh on some of those ranking lists at times? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. When you add Logan from, uh, is it Logan Gilmore from Scotland? You get the Dutch boys involved, Pim Van Bynen, Bradley Roos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to be fair though, going back to it, that power, that tower at the power, whatever it was called, was an unbelievable event. And the money that cost to put on was just mind-blowing. It's still on YouTube, by the way. Go back and watch it. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree with being there. We, we got there early. Hmm. Um, and just watching the setup and whatever, and it was just like we're playing darts at the Tower of London. I dread the the higher cost alone was ridiculous. Let alone the production to get it in there and make it eligible for darts and everything like that. It was just in. Don't get me wrong. The the sponsors at the time, a a huge international multi-million pound company which which I get but still it was just remarkable it is but actually their involvement as well 
whilst they're, they're not involved as much as sport at the moment, um, gives hope that blue chip sponsors will still get involved in the sport. Yeah. Especially when you have the issue of Kazoo that you do at the moment and actually bookmakers coming back in for a lot of the tournaments. Obviously, they've moved off of alcohol, etc. But actually, at some point, if you can get a cleaner sponsor for the entire sport, even if you get something like a Coca-Cola, like a top, top FTSE 100 company that are prepared to go, we're going to back this entire sport because actually you've cleaned up your image a lot we think we can make an absolute killing from pushing this. Oh, completely. It, it would be huge. Unlikely, but it would be huge. Yeah. Because there's that fine margin between a, a blue chip company that is so big, but actually a luxury brand as well, that just doesn't associate itself with your stereotypical darts fan. Rolex aren't about to leave golf to come and sponsor darts. They never will. No, oh no, completely. Uh, yeah, Mace, we remember the nine at the event. Was it in Norwich, yeah. I think? Riley's in Norwich, if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Um, someone said, have we talked about We have to be fair, we kind of brushed over it, or not brushed over it, but forgot about it. Return of form of Callum Ritz. New darts, um, took some time away, and the last two days, he's looked superb. He's the, the, the action, he's, he slowed the throw down a little bit and it's working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just, you've nailed it, basically. He, he looks like he's come to these tournaments, this weekend in particular, with a just completely fresh outlook. There is a more methodical pace, a setting of the dart. There is a little bit of a new look. He seems to have giving himself a bit of a haircut, etc. And actually, there's that subscriber to the theory that look good, feel good, play good. Noticeable as well that, that Menzies has a new shirt that is much more than just a, a plain blue polo. He's put some effort into his appearance, etc. There's a lot of players that will subscribe to that theory that actually, if they're comfortable, feel good, but feel they look good as well, that actually there is a psychological improvement on your performances and he seems to be another one as well that actually he's had a little bit of a, a tidy up of his appearance, he's changed his equipment and he's changed his approach and it's paying off for him at the moment Ricky Evans is another who has just given himself that extra half a second at the hockey you can still throw your dart, your three darts in the same rhythm from start to end of your first dart but it's that extra time to just set yourself at the hockey because they both had a tendency to just rush that little bit and perhaps not even be set in place before they're prepared to get rid of it. It's the one and that there to then amount the runs to start then approach. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that has that has been very different over the last two days. Yeah, oh com completely. Um and look, it's 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 good to see because I remember was it the Euro Tour at Risa or the one after? I genuinely thought he was going to walk away and never throw again. Yeah. He, he looked at rock bottom. Um, also, yeah, Chris Doby last or late last week moved from Unicorn to Target that we, we obviously knew anyway. Um, Target put some teasers out. Unicorn kind of ruined it like they did the Smith on the day before. 
The announcement was very good, though. Yeah. Very, very good. Deadline day move. Timed very well. Um, but it was obviously well publicised before it was announced. But saying that, is, was there any transfer on deadline day that people didn't know about two or three days in advance? So why should three starbies be any different? Probably not. Um, but yeah, the, the, the launch was very good. Um, asked him, someone asked, I can't remember, was it you, Gold? Well, someone asked why he had bits of yellow on his shirt. Me? So, someone in, we were talking in the press oh, room. Me about Toby's shirt. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. yeah, sorry. Because the, one of the one of the old first Newcastle shirts had bits of yellow on it as well, and to break it up. So he oh. chose that yellow as the colour breakup. It's, 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 again, it's Newcastle related. So he's still allowed references to football colours, but fans aren't. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Have you not seen Callum right. shirt as well? That's black and white. Right. Just just checking. Cullens is almost a Man United shirt. Right. It has the little devil on the back. Pink. Toilet my favourite shirt. Toilet roll. <laughs> it was offside there, wasn't it, Lee? Dart job. Yeah, dart job. Talking <laughs> about a dart shirt. I'm not talking about any other sport. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it looked good. Um, we saw, I don't see... I don't think he was on the stream yesterday, but we saw him on the stream today. That Yes, he lost early, but... It was a 99 average. He started a little bit slow, but got really good as the game went on. The dart didn't look too different. It's still a straight barrel with ring gripped on. And when you're making minimal changes like that, it's not too difficult to adjust, I don't think. Especially when he'd have had them for a while anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the grip at the back of him is quite a severe change compared to his phase ones. To be fair, I'm not sure what his phase two is a unicorn look like off the top of my head. They don't make them anymore either. I believe so. I don't know, he's on the cusp. Um, Because I'm not sure, is he? We worked out Barney isn't, but is Dobie at any of those two Euro tours? Because that's the bet that when you're that close, if you're not, you're running the risk and without a deep run. Trying to find Euro tour qualifiers like that is a pain in the ass. They're the worst. That's the worst thing the PDC do, by the way. Because the Wikipedia pages are shocking as well compared to everything else. Yeah, Dobie is not at either Euro Tour. But if he's not at either Euro Tour, he's in danger. Because. Danger, danger. At, at, at the moment, he's 15th. Look, he's got 3,750 quid buffer. But without being at those Euro Tours, that's dangerous. Do yeah. we agree? Do we agree? That's after the last two days. He'll find a way. Saudis will pay his entry. <laughs> Let him in or I'll chop your head off. 
Normally, you just find one town or one city in the UK to attack on a shell dog. Now you've just done all out for the Saudis. Yeah, now you've now, now just, now, now just got one of the most powerful kingdoms in the world, but have unlimited money and resources. Yeah. I'll turn up in the morning to do the stream. Anyone seen Gob? No, he just disappeared overnight. Oh, we're all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why they're That covers the. You can't bill me if they can't find me. <laughs> that covers the pro tour. Uh, Weekend darts. Uh, so I see, saw Stobunts won a WDF event, backing up his unbelievable week on the CDC weekend on CDC last time out, and puts him in good form ahead of this coming weekend. Yes. I thought you were going to go Edgar then, but yes. How's it going? What's going on, Edgar? Made the final. You went WDF route. Didn't we talk about that last week? I made Catalonia this weekend. Oh, he, lost, he lost the Yellow Classic yesterday. I didn't, yeah. Sorry, I didn't, see, I didn't see those ones. I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, go on, so, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you take over. What? I genuinely don't know what he said, I zoned out. Um, third final of the season for Edgar. Where's he gone? Did I upset him? We said I'll let you take over, that was it. Hey, I can swim in it. I think my camera's turned itself off. <laughs> Get him, God! That's the fine. Saudis have gone for him instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, can see They got the wrong VPN, so they went to uh, Phil's. <laughs> <laughs> Been cancelled by the Spain in two seconds. I'm just going to switch my webcam over. Unfortunately, me and, uh, me and Dobton still see you. Yes. Just from a different angle. Yeah, because that's on my laptop. It's not better. I don't get Shut what up. I do that either. <laughs> the camera quality is not as good, but it'll do. The washing machine's back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The camera quality is not good. For, yeah, for some reason, because I use my um, spare phone as a webcam, and it's turned it's, itself off. It's turned you a little bit blue as well. You've done a bit Smurf-like. Is that better? Well, no, you're still on the stream, but yeah. This has descended into absolute chaos. Matt, third WDF final in three events. Did he win in Iceland, lose in Catalonia, lose in... I want to say I thought he had runner-up in all of them. So did I, but his post said three events this year, two losses, one win. That's he's telling Porky's. But... Even still, if it is three finals, he can't be too far away on current form if he plays a couple more from being one of the players from this cycle to qualify for the WDF Worlds. For what year? This year? It's not fully set, is it? I I think there's only a couple of spots left and I don't think three tournaments, even if they are finals... Would lost in Belgium, won in Iceland, lost in Catalonia. Yeah, but you forget the players that are going deep in some of them are already there, so he's got also, less catching to do. 
If he plays a couple one. more between now and the cutoff. All right. The other one as well is how far up that reserve list can he get? That's the other option. Because that reserve list is going to be used. We suspect. <laughs> but in the torrent, going off their torrent ranking system, Matted, there's currently 110 in the world. Even with three recent finals. So fairly low down, Dob. I'm guessing that's based on. Yeah, that's with all his on. He's only 110. Are they all bronze? I don't know if they're higher ranked than that. Uh, Either way, it's promising. Oh, yeah. Someone who, much like Glendora at the start of the year, was ready to pack it in and give it up and was going through ridiculous videos. I'm just not going to play. One silver and two bronze. The one in one was a bronze, and then obviously the runner ups were one bronze, one silver. But puts him dependent on where his focus is going to be. It puts him in a strong position then with a new two year calendar moving into qualifying for 2024. Yes. Because there'll be a lot of points come off. Interesting. Um... I'm actually interested to see how far down that reserve list they have to go if it goes the way that we expect it. I might get a call up for averaging 16 at Super League the other week. Uh, to be fair, Mason's got a point here. I've never known the criteria. They just rock up. You used to have to play a certain number of Platinum and gold events in you through the year to collect your points and all sorts of complicated nonsense. Yeah. So, um, how many do you think will drop out? Wait a minute. Let's so Is the WDF site up to date? Yes, does it stop? Um, Matt had the zone from yesterday. No idea. So it should oh, be. Again, am I just So, again, this makes no sense. What are they taking off of the ranking list? Is, is it the main ranking list? Just point your finger a bit until we come up with it. <laughs> there is a fifth one. Shocking. Wait a minute. Let me find something. What, so. Yeah, that ticket sales are good, mate. 100%. I've just sent it to you, Philly. What on? That should have on here, private chat. Ah. 
says it all where I'm going for that information, but that seems the most legit instead of looking at. Mangle Lawrence, no! What? Um, so, at the moment, Yella still has a potential to get to Ali Pali. Not there yet, but potentially could. Puhai potentially could. Landman could. Ben Robb. Littler is already there. Has Laby got anything in CDC that he could? Yeah, can, I think Laby can still through the CDC. Bilowetsky can, if not. Um, Dave Prince, I doubt it. Uh, Raymond Smith, they're still the Oceanic, the, is it the Oceanic Masters? Which is a qualifying spot. Uh, ben Robb's number one in the New Zealand. Uh, Dennis Nilsson, isn't there a Nordic and Baltic qualifier yet? So that, that list could potentially be in Hammered. So that's we've currently noted three reserves already on there. Do we expect all them three to be in? Yeah. Well, we, we know Littler's already there. Confirmed. So there's one. What a replacement in pace. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another video on this when we can do some research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, to, to be fair, I say all good there. Right, get get your questions in then, everyone. Have you seen what we've been tagging on Twitter, by the way, from Adam? No. Robert Grundy is 16 to 1 for the Pro Tour tomorrow. 16 to 1? Talking of odds, Grundy 16 to 1 for tomorrow's Pro Tour on Paddy Power. Is that something we don't know? Price 6 is Van Gerwen 13 to 2, Smith 7. Humphreys nine, Cross twelve, Clayton fourteen, Robert Grundy sixteen to one. What bloody hell is that? That's weird. That's very weird. That's funny. Uh, what about Dando? He, he played well today. Uh, but he's, I think he's he played well. Dando nods at every question the man asks oh. is about Gary. He's, he's, he's played well. Not that much. Right, let's go through the three-star questions while people get some more in. If you are typing, don't forget to like and subscribe as well. Um, Sam says, going off what Dan said last week about Darts Museum, what five things would you have as your main exhibits? E.g. set of darts, trophy, a shirt for question time later. For so any five items of darting memorabilia from history, what would you have? Oh, shit. 
the original BDO World Championship trophy. Yeah. The original Masters trophy. Yeah. You could have bought these at auction the other week. Yeah, but 100% them. Um, yes, the News of the World trophy. Does anyone actually know where that is? <clears throat> Are you just having five trophies, by the way, Phil? No. Okay. It's got three. Doesn't say you only have two left. Mm. The MVG Old Faithful Darts. Yeah, they got to be in there. Because that, as, as an individual set, they are the most successful dart in history. Because Taylor used to give his away and stuff like that. Yeah. So as, as, as a, a one set of darts that has won everything, they're in. And then a, a Darry Anderson shirt. Foul fashion shirt. <laughs> yes, the Halle Pally Wasp. No, Big Johnny, they don't. I was speaking to Bobby about this a couple of months ago. Last time he knew, it was at News of the World headquarters, but obviously they got shut down and whatever, and no one. Um, what, what what would the fifth item be? This is yours, by the way, not ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, my fifth I'm one. Going old faithfuls. Oh, do I want old faithful? No, I want Dream Boys from the Lake. <laughs> if I go shirt, I think I'll have to go Bobby's shirt with the pocket. But where he drops it down and gives it the old. Yeah, you'd have to go to the nipple pocket shirt. It's just iconic. Um, what else would you go? It's probably still. It's probably still the same. A piece of the circus tavern carpet. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't get you some of that, Phil. It's fine. That's what I said. Would you go and get some? I'd want something a bit obscure in there, like I don't know the jud of from the jud of water that Tolin Lloyd launched. <laughs> 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 Steve Hine muffin. <laughs> Andy Hamilton's hammer. Yeah, a, a Sid Waddell microphone. Yeah. If you're going bored, I've just had a great shout. You've got to go Lloydies that he punched because it's bent. Is there any blood on that one? <laughs> no, uh, from the bench. Paul Lim's United States nine data shirt, yeah. The Bob, Bob Anderson horse. <laughs> <laughs> I just taxidermy the fucker. An old joke. He's an Iceland burger somewhere. I'd want a, I'd want a little screen in mine and playing a gif of Derwin Price doing his little dance in Blackpool. 
just on a huge projector. <laughs> just over and over and over again. The stop and go sign from the German Super League during COVID. Yes, that's the best shit we want. Yes. <laughs> oh, I want the swords that Chris Mason and Mervyn King did their promo fight with. Before they played at the le- side. Oh. Barry Bates's spine. <laughs> oh, Price Ear Defenders. <laughs> Price's Ear Defenders. Yes. Oh, I love this. This is a mint question. Couple of bats. The Mike Gregory. Larder from the very first WDC winners tournament. Yeah. The yes, the AD Lewis slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Sibidel mm. Robin Hood hat, yeah. Taylor's dummy spout. <laughs> Cappy's towel that he launched. <laughs> oh that Peter Rice Grid suit, good shout. Right, we'll move on from that one. If anyone's done any more, just throw them in for the last 12 minutes, even if we're mid-conversation. Yeah, we'll just... Speedboat, 100%. 100%. Bullseye speedboat. <laughs> on the streets of Tamworth somewhere. <laughs> that... Did anyone work out how they were going to share a fitted kitchen between two people to this day? No idea. Um... I think we sort of covered this. Is Nathan Aswell giving up the Players' Championship? Doesn't care about being at the finals. We've sort of done that one now, so I'll move that one. What's this one? You mentioned players this afternoon about sponsor shirts. Price wears a shirt to suit event to stop the booze. What's your thoughts? Clever marketing. He needed to do something, didn't he? It's yep. the ultimate. Very clever. Just, just clever marketing that that, that worked. Because I, I remember that in Dublin this year especially, they started to boo him when he walked on, just like you do. Then realised he had the green Ireland shirt on with the clover on and started cheering him. Can we just go back to obscure dying objects, please? Because some of these are brilliant. Rod Harrington's waistcoat. Adam Smith's Neil's crutch. <laughs> Phil Taylor's earring, the Bulls moustache, actually getting an Adam Smith nail shirt after someone bought one. <laughs> oh. Model swimming costume running down Blackpool Beach, Christ. There's got to be more somewhere. We we will add this to our socials tonight or tomorrow because we want to hear more. Yeah. We need more. And we'll definitely read out more next Monday. Because it's a great question. <laughs> Am I going to play in the World Championships? I'll be at the World Championships, but I won't be anywhere near the stage. You'd play in the Jod and Duff World Championships. You've said yeah. that before. The online darts World Championships. Are you favourite for, for that, Dob? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Colin Lloyd's water jug Richie Burnett's radiator 
the old pot noodle. <laughs> oh, Andrew Gilding's Hotel Iron. <laughs> oh, let's no, so I've got it. 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 Daryl Gurney's iPad. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in a Needenhausen forest. <laughs> that fucker, get it gone. <laughs> I like that. Massive foam, what I had. Yeah. Oh, I like this. There's some, there's some belters there. <laughs> and. Just a highlight reel of every single sports person, football team, or influencer that use the phrase, who's in charge, me or the devil, in the space of six months. And then instantly tried to delete it. I remember, I, I, I remember when that came out, because a couple of boys in our WhatsApp chat were like, oh, this is funny. And we were like, do not share it under any circumstances. You will regret this. Yes. <laughs> um, I like this one. Let's move on. If we get any more, we get any more. The five best 180 celebrations, says Matthew. The Brendan Dolan Chopper. Bob Anderson is number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the finger point. Dolan's Chopper. Ross Smith's Neck. <laughs> just huge roll. The mental suit of its double headbutt. One, it was only okay. The double one, he was loving it. Dyson parody. There we go. What a boy. <laughs> and Mardle's an exhibition when he does a lap. Can we put Robbie's in before he's even hit it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the guy at Lakeside? Pallet. No, not that was absolutely pissed up. But put the first two in there, picked his dart up, gave it the old big Billy Bollocks, and went and dragged it into the five. Who was that? I can't remember what his name was, but was it Pallet on the Euro Tour that left 170, hyped him up, and then hit the big 18? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shithousery. <laughs> Ricky Evans celebration, jackpot shoulder shrug, as you say. Yeah, do that all the time. Yeah. In fact, when he got the nine and he gave it the shoulder shrug, was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got this. Gilding from <laughs> Swedish. It wasn't Sewani, was it? it? Yeah, he was Swedish. What was his name? It wasn't Peter Sewani, was it? I can't remember, but I just remember that he put the first two in there. Was it Sewani? Yes. I want his t shirt about a gorilla not being able to putt. <laughs> this is what happens when the show's not prepared, by the way. We don't uh be off on a ten. Completely. That's it, Rob. Him. Runa David. Well, to be fair, normally we plan it, but the fact we've had two Pro Tour streams, we literally had an hour in between Pro Tour stream and coming on here. We didn't really get a lot of time to plan tonight, Joe. Let's be fair. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Get me out of here. Um, but 
the problem I'm gonna have tonight, you say that dog, like oh, I'm going to bed. I'm just gonna be lay there thinking about obscure darting moments and thinking what did I put in my museum? <laughs> and it's gonna be totally random. Look, oh, what a, what a moment that was, Niall, the war time of the Chinese player to erase me. <laughs> With no fans in there. To, to be fair, I don't know. Mace might know the dartboard that you and Phil used for the first nine dart up in the PDC on Sky. S someone would have taken it, or, or someone must have that, surely. Dirk's aubergines from the worlds. Please. No, I stink by now. All right, one more. Best five nine dart celebrations. Dean Win Stanley. Dino won. The Adrian Lewis shoulder shrugged just to say, oh, yeah, so nonchalant too. Yeah. I it's, think it's, Kyle's it's, first is up there, you know. Yeah, but I was also going to add in there, it's, it's hard to just class it as a celebration alone because of listening to it, but the MVG Blackpool with Freddie doing the commentary is a combination. I know we're looking at celebration here, but that as a whole, probably the bottom end, oh, yeah. Really ballers. Willie Ball Willie just, to win it was unbelievable. One more. Ball and Lewis win Stanley, Kyle. Oh, I would have MVG. MVG for Freddie. James Wade. <laughs> just not even acknowledging it. Yeah. Just taking around. Cheers. Do we have any more? Oh, to be fair, I like the Robert Thornton little bow at the yeah. that that was like quirky but classy. Um, I like that. Um, gave it to his mate who had a bet on the nine. I think. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, I say it might. It must be. Someone would have kept it. It wouldn't have gone in the normal board stash. When did Taylor start signing the boards after games? He, he, he kind of always done it. But at the time, he was the only player that could get away with it as well. Because weren't those stage boards then used for floor events and things like that, like practice boards and yeah. back in the day. Um, but everyone, thank you very much. Yeah, look, yes, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent tonight, but that's what happens when we come off straight off a pro tour um, stream. But we couldn't let you lock down. It's what we do. We come in, we get on with it. Um, we are back tomorrow, myself and Gob, from one o'clock, the final of the Block of Three Pro Tour streams. <laughs> Gob's going to ring in sick. <laughs> the Saudis have done him. Yeah, oh yeah I've, I've that he's disappeared overnight for insulting the kingdom. <laughs> um, but I don't have to answer my phone now. I've got an excuse. <laughs> 
Um, but everyone, thank you very, very much as always. This will be available as audio only as always. But I'm with Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen, as always. And we will be back tomorrow streaming the Pro Tour. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.